0: Never heard Pastor Marjorie preach before. <laughs> that's uh, that's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> We're glad you came out today yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Pastor Marjorie Titelman going to come and minister out of the world, out of the world, to the world. She's in the world but not of the world. Praise God. Praise God. So I want to give the Lord a great hand as we invite customers.
1: Put it back a bit further from my Bible. Okay. Right. Thank you. you. Well, bless the Lord at all times. Yes, Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Anyway, sticks up in my my kitchen, and no matter what what you cook and how it turns out, it's Hallelujah anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but it's wonderful to have that confidence in the Lord that whatever comes, it's in Jesus that we trust, isn't it? Uh, While we were singing the first couple of choruses that we had about uh, bending your bow and uh, uh, putting your hands out for war, uh, it reminded me of a wonderful testimony I thought I'd share to start with. Uh, We were in a place in New Zealand, uh, Ken and I, and... uh, uh, there was a young man there about uh, 12 or 13 years of age and he was a very gifted musician. He was playing <coughs> playing the keyboard like a, 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 an older professional with you know, plenty of practice. Anyway, as the prayer line came, he came out for prayer and it turned out that he didn't have any airways in his nostrils. So there wasn't a, even air passages. He had a breeze through his mouth. And uh, after... Uh, we both prayed for him. The uh, the Lord just wonderfully touched him, and Ken put some oil, olive oil, on on his um, his finger for him to smell. So you know, olive oil hasn't got very much of a smell about it. And if you can smell olive oil, well, something's happened. And so uh, uh, Ken gave him the, the olive oil like this, and. Oh, he could smell it, you know, and he started to get real happy. And there was a lady over on the front the second front row on the other side and she was fairly nasty and she cried cried out something really smart which I won't repeat here. Oh, he he he's got uh, crystals in that. Um, you know, it's not olive oil. Anyway, so Ken, like Ken that usually was, he was very forthcoming. He went, he went over and he said, "Here, smell it." you know and uh, anyway she uh, said some silly comment anyway as the meeting progressed this young man was smelling all sorts of things around the room He, he pinched a flower out of the vase on the front of the stage and then went back to the piano and spilt the water and then he went and got something else he was smelling all things you know and he was so happy this young man and um Anyway, uh, towards the end of the meeting, this lady uh, was watching all the the miracles. There was miracle after miracle after miracle. That probably set the scene that day. And there was all kinds of uh, wonderful things happened, which I can't relate all of them to you because uh, it's uh, too vast. But anyway, this lady, she stayed there right through to the very end and then she came out the front and uh, she came down my end of the queue because there was a queue across the front Ken used to pray one way and I'd pray from the other end until we met in the middle well this lady came out onto my end right at the end of the queue that had been so nasty and she'd seen all these miracles and uh, she said "Uh, I want to know a bit more about that God you're talking about Anyway, I was able to lead her in the sinner's prayer there and then and God baptised her in the Holy Ghost, just like that. Just just all like that in a few moments. And then uh, that night, that was in the morning meeting and in the night meeting the lady came back and had brought a whole group of her neighbours with her. And uh, when we went back to this particular church a few months later again, uh, this lady was there right... In the middle, and she had a host of people with her, mm-hmm. and she'd gone out gathering, 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 and you know that's what miracles is for, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's to move God's people yes. and to move sinners too. Yes, yes, yes. hallelujah. Let's turn to Second um, Kings, can we? Second Kings, chapter four, one of my favourite passages. Second Kings, chapter four. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha saying Thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. We'll just leave it for a moment there. We've got this lady, I like to form pictures don't you of the the stories and the, the reports in scripture and so we've got this lady who's now been widowed and, uh, and her sons are to be taken from her to pay the debt that she was in. And so for this reason you can imagine that this lady would have been a prayer and she would have prayed often over and over and over again. And for some reason her, the answer was long in coming. And so it says there that she went to Elisha And you know sometimes when we pray much for something there's a need for us to rise up and go a bit further and go a step further. Elisha was a type of the Lord Jesus really in this scripture but here we find this lady knew that the word of God was in him and so she rose up and journeyed to the place where she found him and to ask him. And so there's a need for us to rise up sometimes. Put aside our thinking, put aside our what's nots, you know, and rise up in our spirit and come to the place where we present ourselves to Jesus, and we see no one else but Jesus only. And uh, <clears throat> and as uh, we read on there now, and so she was a woman in dire straits, wasn't she? Her sons to be taken for bondsmen. You know that in those days the sons were the provision for God. There wasn't a pension for a for a widow. The sons were the provision for their their mothers and their family. And so, if the sons were gone, she would have had no hope to get by very easily. And so there was a there was two things in this lady's mind. The sons had a right to be with her. They were hers. And so, as we come to the Lord and rise up. Our, our life has got. A, uh, as we present to the Lord, we have a right to ask of the Lord, haven't we? Yeah. We've got a right to call on His name. We've got a right to find out what His will is. And then we find, uh, as we read the Scripture, it, of course, for healing, it's always His will, isn't it? For for uh, salvation, it's His will. For His baptism of the Spirit, it's His will or to be filled with oil, hallelujah, more oil. You know, it's his will. We know what his will is according to the word. And so we can come boldly to the throne of grace in that area of of what the scripture says. But then there's other things that rise in our lives, isn't there? There's other whatnots that happen, struggles. There's other incidences that happen and we don't know the way out. But Jesus is the way out. And so sometimes we've got to rise up and go that little distance further and come to the place through the word and through our prayer and through our devotion to the Lord and uh, be renewed on the inside that we might receive more oil, hallelujah, for our journey that we'll find out just exactly how to move in the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Then then from verse 2 and Elisha said unto her what shall I do for thee and then there's a question mark a pause Elisha said what shall I do for thee and can't you hear Jesus saying that right through the New Testament yeah. hallelujah didn't he say it to the, the blind man uh, what can I do for you you know it, it was obvious he was blind Jesus knew he was blind but yet he wanted the man to say because Jesus said to him what do you want me to do And Jesus said the same to the leper. What can I do for you? Hallelujah. What can I do for you, all of you today? Hallelujah. In some area or not. And then Elisha replied, Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaiden hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all of thy neighbours, Even empty vessels borrow not a few And when thou art come in thou shalt shut the door Upon thee and upon thy sons And shalt pour out unto all the vessels And thou shalt set aside that which is full (coughs) We'll just leave it there for a minute again (coughs) This um, lady had nothing else but oil (laughs) Oil you know, oil was so important for that day, wasn't it? But you know, when Jesus knocks at our heart's door and asks us for things or shows us things, or we go to him for things, the Lord usually uses what we have. You know, he doesn't ask us to do something that we it's not uh you know, not possible for us to do. But yet here we find the lady, all that she had in the house was oil. <laughs> You know, when we usually, us ladies usually got the, you know, the pantry and we think, oh, it's really empty, you know, and this is missing and that's missing and we think about, well, what we should be buying. It's time to do a shop. But this lady had the one thing left, was oil. It's really good. She's really gone right down the chain, hasn't she? All that she had left was oil. <clears throat> and so we find here that Elisha used the oil, He he used for a miracle what she had. And so what you have today and what I have today, God will use over and over and over again. Hallelujah. You know, but as as he said to her, go borrow vessels, even empty vessels, not a few. (laughs) I love that, don't you? I can see the sun's going out for her and getting the vessels. There they are, cracked ones sometimes. Maybe some neighbour mightn't like to buy, let you know a nice, brand new oil jar go, so they might have one with a chip on the top, no, another one with another mark on it. But yet, oil, the borrow the vessels, not a few. Elisha said, not just from one or two neighbours. See, her neighbour would have been a whole group, because they they dwelt in in companies, didn't they? They didn't uh, dwell in, you know, one here and one there and one somewhere else. They dwelt in companies. And so from all of her neighbours, Elisha said. And it's very important for us to hear the word sometimes. Me too, to hear the word. You know, to read it, oh, you nearly know it off by heart and then you go and read it again and you find out you've missed a word. Just one word makes all the difference sometimes. And so we have to hear what the detail of the word is sometimes. And here this lady has the opportunity of you doing just exactly that, hearing what Elisha said, borrow not a few, borrow not a few. And in this sense uh, sense too, I feel sometimes that this scripture is a real word for the church because he says here, go borrow vessels from all of thy neighbours. You know, and the church um, is like a, a group of vessels, isn't it? Like a, a lot of vessels for God to feel. Mm-hmm. And, but <clears throat> our neighbours, what about our neighbours? We've got to bring them in. Mm-hmm. Go get the vessels, go and get our neighbours and bring them in. And then, it's, then he said, come in and shut the door on you and your sons. And it's very important, I believe, right through my life as I've uh, come up across this and that and other things. I found it's very important when God speaks to us that we hold it and keep it. If we don't understand it, put it on the shelf and listen to it for a little while. And, and if there's something we can't obey straight away, don't chuck it away. Hold on to it. Leave it on the shelf and to let God unfold it to us. And He will. He'll confirm it by His Spirit. He'll give us a word about it and he'll take us step by step further but it's very important that we listen to the details See, he or she had to borrow not a few vessels, not a few and so sometimes when we hear a word from the Lord we go out and we do what God wants us to do but let's come in and shut the door let's come and shut the door on the enemy because sometimes we can say it to somebody oh God said da 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 to me you know Well, if God said it to you, let's hold it. Let's let's realise that God is speaking to us, but it's not for somebody else. Somebody else can answer the questions, or they can give you advice in the natural, and they might be good-meaning people, and they might have a good heart, and they might be a nice Christian towards God. But if they speak because of their flesh, and they think they speak because of their understanding, it's not necessarily God's understanding. Uh, toward us and we need to come in with our vessels come in with the word of the Lord come in and shut the door on it so the devil has got no place in it whatsoever because things can change in our lives and people can say things that send us willy-nilly everywhere around the place when it's not God's plan come in and shut the door with the word of the Lord that we might do the exploits of him because if she didn't gather the, um, the vessels, if she didn't get the, the door shut, I wonder would she have had any of these vessels full anyway? See? Yeah, and anyway, the scripture says is that as they come in, they shut the door. And so then she begins to pour. Then she began to pour. See, they had got the vessels first, then they shut the door, then they began to pour. So it didn't all happen, you know. She wasn't pouring as one vessel, another vessel, and another vessel came. She shut the door. Then she began to pour until every vessel was full. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Even a cracked one can be filled. Hallelujah. (laughs) And one with a chip on the top, you know, one that thought they weren't quite as righteous as somebody else. You know, that's in church, isn't it? You know, but we... we, uh, We might have a few cracks, some of us. Some of us might be getting a bit old, like I'm a bit over the hill now. But hallelujah, my God is still real. And I can come in and shut the door. And with the word and know the joy of, of him pouring in. And so as she poured, and she poured, and she poured, and then the boys said, there's not a vessel more. Oh, hallelujah. What a place to be in. You know, there's not a vessel more. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door. That's so important to me, upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out unto all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So now she's setting aside that which is full. Yeah, you know, I get a picture here, don't you? Of vessels under the table, on the table round the room, all over the place. There'd be vessels, vessels, more vessels, lots of them and they're all filled. And now this is a wonderful miracle, <clears throat> a wonderful miracle in her, her house and her sons have been handling the vessels and helping with the oil. Oh, their hearts must have been so thrilled because this is a miracle of God. This is something special that's happened in their house and uh, you know the flesh could have come in here now too you know when God speaks sometimes it's good to listen to him give us a second advice
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: we can run on what we think because ah, oh wonderful it happened to me and then the next step mightn't be what God is saying and so the, <clears throat> this lady She didn't go by her own understanding. If she could have taken the the oil and given it to the creditor, he might have liked the whole lot. But you know, uh, God knows knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Because, see, the creditor had come to get a certain amount of money, of wealth, or whatever it was he was owing. He came to get a certain amount. And he could have found out she had some oil and demanded the lot. But she, it, the word was, go sell the oil. <laughs> Still something to do. Go sell the oil. Go sell the oil. And then you can pay your debt. So she went from, so she went from him <coughs> and shut the door upon her and upon her son, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel more not a vessel more and the oil stayed then she came and told the man of God see here's the next step she came and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou uh, and thy children on the rest isn't that a wonderful provision how a wonderful miracle <coughs> he, so she went and she the word was go sell you know I wonder, did she have an argument with Elisha? I've never sold a thing. I haven't been a saleswoman. My sons haven't sold anything. Fancy, I've got to go and knock on the door and ask for so much money for so much oil. So something was told her to do. And sometimes we mightn't like what God asks us to do. But but she will be capable of selling the oil. And whatever God tells us to do, you can be rest assured you're capable of doing it. Hallelujah. He doesn't give us something to do that we're not going to be able to do. And so as she got the word to go sell the oil and pay the debt, see now she had the provision to pay exactly what was owing. And then there was oil left over to sell more to live on the rest. Hallelujah. What about the provision of God is so mighty, isn't it? You know, it goes past our understanding. And um, <clears throat> I've been really finding a great blessing out of saying the Lord's Prayer over and over again. And um, there's so much, so much wonderful uh, things in the Word. And um, <clears throat> as I was looking at the, the Word, it says, Our Father who art in heaven. And, um, you know, some of us had wonderful fathers and some of us didn't. But even the best of our fathers did things wrong at times. I had a great father. I, I loved him dearly. And <clears throat> but However, some people weren't as fortunate as me in that area. But still, there were things that every family, every household does a bit wrong sometimes. But our heavenly Father doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He, he, has, he has all patience and all mercy and all love. Yeah. And when we come to him, our Father, you know, when we come to Dad in our earthly state, we just ramble on, don't we, and say, oh, Dad, this and that and the other thing, and I want this and that. But, you know, God wants us to talk to him just like that yeah. too, Amen. just naturally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then we'll see the oil coming into our vessels more and more. And it says um, <coughs> that I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you know, our heaven, what what does heaven mean? See, heaven, heaven means a place of authority. It's a place of kingship. It's a place of, uh, where he is the king of kings and lord of lords. And uh, all authority in heaven... And when we commune with our Heavenly Father, he's given us authority to call him, for us to call him Father when he's a king. Hallelujah. And all the authority and power of heaven is coming toward us to fill our vessels, hallelujah, to help us understand what the word means. The power and the authority of heaven is invested, I believe, in those words so powerfully because Jesus gave them even though there's lots of other words here just as powerful, I believe. But at the same time, well, how many of us have said the Lord's Prayer over in in company, at a funeral, at a special place, at a wedding, and things... And and it's just been a poem. It's just been a thought. But yet, as we think of those words and tie them over in our mind, that authority of heaven, that power of heaven we're talking to and we're expecting the power of heaven to work on our behalf hallelujah <laughs> and so as this woman had the, this wonderful miracle performed in her house here, here she's got all these vessels full and she's ready to sell what she's going to sell and the, and the oil and so on oh, hallelujah <laughs> you know God wants these miracles to happen in our behalf too Heaven come down to us. Heaven can be here right with us whilst we realise what really we're talking to, our Father, our Father, our King. His authority, His power has come down to earth. And as we've travelled and I've seen so many things, that it's been wonderful to see. Uh, Something was said on the television about, uh, uh, this is incredible, you know. You see that program, this is incredible. I guess some of you have. And uh, it sent me thinking about, as I was coming up here, uh, to what's incredible. And so I I thought of some of the miracles that we've seen and I've seen, I thought, well, what's really incredible? Even if God stuts us our little finger, that's incredible. Yeah. Because we've called on our Father. Mm. We've called on our Heavenly Father, and the power of heaven has come in such a way that our finger has been healed. Mm. And we and we count that as just a little thing. But when it comes to cancer or something bigger, we seem to get a well in our that we've got to do something different to our little finger, that it's our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be his name. Mm -hmm. Thy kingdom come. His kingdom come on earth. His kingdom come to us. And so as I was thinking of some miracles, one unusual miracle we did see was there was a man in America, in Georgia, who had been on a tractor accident and the tractor had rolled over and broke a lot of bones in the lower part of his body and his legs. And his knees were literally about that far apart. And his legs like this. And he had two crutches and still people helping him. And one leg was a lot shorter than the other leg because it had been broken so many times. It was a lot shorter uh, uh, the way they had put it together. (coughs) Anyway, he sat down, he couldn't sit on a chair and he sat in a house meeting actually and it was a large house and they had one of those staircases where you curl around down the bottom, you know, and there's a big big sort of step on the bottom where it curls around and they sat him down on this this bottom of the steps. And uh everybody's up the steps and around the steps and there was a great crowd in the meeting. And uh as we prayed just his legs just came together like that in about a while you could count to ten. His legs just calmed together, and um, and then the leg, the leg that was short, it was at the right length as well. Hallelujah! And that that was just something incredible, really, to see it happen. And then in some in a like fashion, we were at another church not very long uh, before. Uh, the last time we went to New Zealand actually we were at a church we'd been invited there before and people were expecting a miracle the pastor had, hadn't had seen us in a meeting before he had just not long taken over this church and the first night of the services the services we had several oh it was as hard you, you felt like every word fell on the floor in front of the pulpit it was so and all the call was given not one person came out for prayer. It was quite a crowd and, quite, and so it was. We all went home. The next night I spoke, gave the something of my testimony and there was about six people came out for prayer. And among the six people there was a, um, a man. <clears throat> he had a lump on his forehead just here that stuck out about the size of a golf ball. You know, it was real round here and um, prayed for him. Just like that, it went, boom, it was gone. It was there, it was gone. And, uh, you know, I, I got a bit happy and the pastor was standing right beside me and and he's standing there as stiff as anything. What are you up to, girl, you know? <laughs> and um, and anyway, I went on to the next person and tried to take no notice of what was happening, you know. You're not, being a lady, you can't override the pastor and you've got to be you know, submission or whatever they call it, and you've got to be careful. Anyway, and moved on to the next person, and Ken prayed for a man down on his end that was crippled, and this crippled man started to run down the aisle and run back again. The pastor's turning around anyway. We prayed for a few more, and the meeting's closed. And this pastor turned around and he said, well, I didn't even see a miracle. And I said, What? He said, no, I didn't see a miracle. I said to him, well, what about the lump on the forehead here? Because he was standing right beside the man, you see, and he knew the man, and now he hasn't got the lump. And I said to him, well, what about that man? And he said, I'll go round tomorrow and make sure it's gone. And then I know it will be a miracle. You know, some people haven't got it, have they? That they've got the same book as I've got. And they're preaching out of the same book. But see, there's words he's missing. See, there's words he's missing. And so this is what I uh, see in this scripture here, that we mustn't miss anything. The little words are just as important as the big words. And so when God speaks to us, we need to listen to every little word and obey what he wants us to obey. Anyway, the, uh, somebody said to me that they'd like to hear me give a few uh, testimonies, you see. So I thought of another man uh, that was in that meeting where the boy was healed of the nostril problem. Excuse me. <coughs> um, there was a man that came on crutches and he had his one of his foot all wrapped up and the slip was cut to fit it. And he said, oh, i got gangrene in my foot, and I'm supposed to go to hospital tomorrow and have it cut off and uh he was on my end of the queue and I prayed for him, and he's standing there in crutches, and he couldn't rest any weight on the foot. you know it was just sitting there, and he was holding the crutches and I prayed as I was praying, I could see his foot going like this on the floor, you know. And uh, I thought to myself, I wonder if he put weight on it. So I stopped praying and I said to him, Can, do you want to try try it out and put a bit of weight on it and see what's happening? He says, I'm standing on it.
2: <laughs>
1: and then anyway, he, he demonstrated how he could give it a bit of a thump on the floor and here's this man he didn't, you know, he had pain mm-hmm. and he couldn't stand on it. Anyway, he sat down on the front seat while we prayed for a few more people and he unwound his foot and he took all the coverings off it and he had a good skin-coloured foot. Oh. Right, hallelujah. And so <clears throat> and so he went to the hospital the next day and said, uh, with you know just ordinary shoes on and socks and showed them his foot and said thank you very much for your help and walked out. <laughs> Hallelujah! It's nice to be thankful to some of these doctors. See, some people get a little bit and they they'll go and say, oh God did this and you you, just, you failed me and all that. It's nice to say thank you for what they do do. But God is supreme, isn't He? God's number one. And so here Elijah. You know, I I think of the abundance that we have in God. You know, Jesus fed the multitude on just a few little fishes and loaves. But here in the next chapter we find too, Elisha fed um, to uh, 100 men on 20 barley loaves. How about that? You know, that's a big, big thing, isn't it? That's a miracle and it's in the word. Hallelujah. And so God wants us, to be so filled with the spirit and filled with oil that we hear everything that God says in the word and what he says to our spirit so that we might have room for more oil. Let us go out and find some vessels to bring in so that they in turn might be filled with the Holy Ghost oil. Bless you all. Thank you.
0: We you for a couple of minutes, March. Yeah. I was just telling uh, some folk earlier on that you, you prayed for a man who had his toenails at the bottom of his toes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that was down in South Australia. There was a a man, I'm not sure now how many toes it was, like, uh, but he had his big toes, were upside down. The tail nail, tail, tail nail was on the floor. And there was either two or three other smaller t- toes that had the nails down the bottom. He also had spurs around his heels that his shoes didn't fit properly. He had big shoes with padding all the way around the back and padding on the toes. And so uh, he'd come in thongs and he had big feet and he would got these big, Ken can <laughs> and surfboards. And uh, anyway, uh, his, So quickly, the one minute we looked at him, his toes nails were down that way, and then they were up the right way, and uh, and he's standing up on the platform, trying to look, uh, jump in the air so people could see both feet at once. Instead of that, we had a laugh because we got him to stand on one foot then and show the other foot off. <laughs> but the Lord did it; it was so quick. One minute, the toenails, you could see them on, on these surfboards. There they were, down on the floor. And then they turned straight over in just, just a, a blink of an eye, just like that. <laughs> they were done. Yeah. yeah.
0: The I other one I was thinking of, Marge, said there was a little boy, I think it was over in Fairfield, he had legs like sausages.
1: Um, yeah, I forget where that was. Well, I think it was Fairfield. And yeah, there was one little boy, had real skinny legs, and one leg, you know, up on the hip, especially where uh, uh, most children have got a good muscle, he had no muscle, it was just skinny all the way down. And uh, he um, had one leg shorter than the other as well, a little bit. I'm not sure how much now, but a little bit shorter. And he had uh, two different kinds of sized shoes. He had a bigger shoe and a littler shoe. <laughs> uh, and the Lord m- m- marvelously healed him. Ken stood him up on a chair on the platform, and as I touched his legs like this, his legs were cold, and you could feel them cold, and as I touched his legs like that, you could feel the warmth come into them, and then, boom, he had a muscle. Boom, it was the right leg. (coughs) Isn't
0: that awesome? So what about us this morning, people listening on the recording? Do we have a need this morning? Why don't we come to to Jesus this morning? Marjorie's going to pray, I'll pray with her. Just look to the Lord, the same Jesus. Don't blink or you might miss your miracle. Mm -hmm. It can happen just like that. Mm -hmm. Amen. And just come looking to Jesus. None of us are the healer. Peace, the healer. Amen. And uh, just wanted to give the Lord a great hand. Thank you all. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you.
1: Uh, there was just one other miracle talking about that little boy with the skinny legs. There was another little boy in New Zealand <coughs> who uh, was born with too many discs in his back, and uh, it was so like his back was so crooked because he had too many discs. They operated and took one out on the top end of his spine, and that was quite successful. But then they took another one disc out at the bottom of his spine, and it went all wrong and his body started to die from the waist down and there was no, like, there, there was just no feeling in the bottom of his legs at all What they were just like cold sausages out of the fridge and uh, it was terrible. And uh, the, this little boy, he was about 20 months, maybe just under two And he screamed and he screamed and he screamed and they took him down. The only way they could stop him from screaming at any time in the house or out was to drug him and put him to sleep on drugs. He was in so much pain. Anyway, they brought him to the front and Ken had one leg and I had the other leg and we felt once again the warmth come into the legs. And uh, he stopped crying. He stopped screaming. And uh, anyway, I went to a ladies meeting the next day in this town and uh, they brought this little boy and they had him standing up against the, because he'd never stood before, he couldn't even sit before and the Lord uh, healed his body so perfectly that he had every function, every part of him was okay and uh, they had this little boy at this ladies meeting on a lounge chair with his elbows in the lounge and he was walking up and down the lounge on the floor. And uh, the lady said, how how do you like him now? And I said, who is he? (laughs) I didn't recognise him as the same little boy. But however, this was the little boy, and now he could run. And uh, not very long ago, I had contact with his family where this little boy came from, and that's about three years ago. And he has grown up as a very intelligent, wonderful little boy,
0: wonderfully healed. Great. Thank you. need come, look into Jesus. Come, come right now. We're going to pray for you, with you, agree with you. Just come looking to Jesus. Just believe that he wants to heal you and is able. Let your faith be lifted by the, the word and the testimonies. Thank you, Lord Jesus.